Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared Jayhawk Hawkins. Joining me as always, the one person who pissed me off more than the post office this week, Charlie Butter. Thank you. I, I'm so happy I could piss you off this week. Where do you want to start with? How you pissed me off or why I'm pissed off at the post office? We can go either direction. Uh, I can understand being pissed off at the post office because they pissed me off all the time. So we don't even have to go into that. All right, cool. How did I piss you off this week? <laughs> okay, well, you, you assume that I don't listen to other podcasts that you are on. Because uh, you usually don't. So I'm ca- trying to catch up on Wrestling Cheers this week. <laughs> and I was mentioned twice on the show, and wasn't very flattering either time. Uh, the first one was almost impacting where you would have, if you blinked, you missed it. You mentioned the uh, TKD Arthur McArthur match with like eight minutes, and I hear Justin go, "Okay, Jared." Because- yeah, because because I you did uh, write you did give some times out on the. Uh- on the Twitter machine. So I, I was trying to like reference those. So we had some times cause he specifically mentioned earlier on, we don't have, have times. Yeah. Cause cage match wasn't up yet. So I was like, Oh, well I got the next best thing. We got Jayhawk. So use Jayhawk's minutes. But then near the end, <laughs> yeah, I made it, I made it very clear on Twitter that no, I have not watched a lot of horror movies over the last 15 years. WrestleMania, the vision I got of Alexa Bliss and that crap coming down her face was Goger at the end of Ghostbusters on the, on the platform yelling at the Ghostbusters. That was the image I had. I don't feel like it's next, next, I know it's not what they were going for, but I don't feel like it's necessarily an inadequate, inaccurate yeah, analogy. But we had to make fun of that while we were on Wrestling Cheers as well. Sir, that was 36 years ago. Well, you mean it's kind of like that Ghostbuster gets the last movie I've seen. I'll have you know I call Ghostbuster 2, motherfucker. <laughs> which was only 31 years ago. Go shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's good fun. It's good ribbing. I, I get it. Um, <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't listen to uh, the interview I did that we released yesterday. Oh, oh about that. <laughs> Don't, also, ask, don't, did. don't ask Jayhawk for ideas. He doesn't have any good ones. <laughs> Fuck you. <sighs> by the way, by, uh, by the way, if you're, <laughs> if Gary is listening to this show, I, I, I wish I could remember you from the Smart Mark Day. I would need to know your handle to know if I remember you or not. But I am taking bookings. If you would like to meet me in Perkin, you can send an email to <laughs> RevJayhawk at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to come down. <laughs> oh, look at you. At least it's not in the middle of a, a show, you know. Oh man, so yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you were trying to go. Oh, Jayhawk's not going to look into this shit anyway. I'll be able to get away with it. Not that I'd be able to get away with it, because like I figure eventually you'll listen to it. But I, I, you'd get a kick out of the shit I'd say that you'd at least have a reason to bitch at me at the beginning of the show. So, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, I got a text from Justin. He's like. We should probably say some nice things about Jayhawk on the next episode of uh, Wrestling Cheers. I'm like, why? And then I go on Twitter and I instantly see your thing and I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) And he sends me and I'm like, yeah, maybe we'll have to be nice the next time. Yeah. Yeah. I've made it a point on the air saying I'm behind on my podcast listening. Like, I'm still behind on Pod Van Dam. I was like, I was trying to get caught up on at least a couple of them. 
And yeah, that's I've what at I least, get for doing that. I've at least not called in on that and, and you made fun of you. So <laughs> I did think about calling in with Arthur MacArthur there and ask him if he was taking a poop on the air while he was talking with you. Cause I swear to God he was, but I didn't. So, right, well, we, we did not have video for that interview. So I, I don't want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> I don't know, man. Definitely sounded like, uh, he was in a restroom. I don't know. All right, what's on IWTV this week? Uh, let's find out. What's on IWTV? So we got another super busy Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, April 20th. We have New South Action Clash, episode 32, followed by 9 p.m. Eastern, Heavy Metal Wrestling, Mall Madness, episode 4, and following that at 10 p.m. Eastern, AIW, Go For Broke, episode 3. Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, The Road, Season 3, Episode 9. Followed by, at 10 p.m. Eastern, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, UWFI Contender Series, Season 2, Episode 5. And I'm going to stop for a moment. This week is make or break for me because I am almost guaranteeing that we will have a new heavy hitters champion and our friend Bobby Beverly. Well, if we don't have a new heavy hitter champion in Bobby Beverly, Bobby Beverly will no longer be part of Paradigm Pro. That's correct. A very big match either way. And I I, I am putting my podcasting career on the line. No, I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, No, I did say, like, people were talking about how that's his first defense. He's got to face Matt Mikowski, who is, you know, a legit MMA guy. Um holy shit man this is gonna be crazy for 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 bev uh i hope he finds a way to pull it out um that'd be really cool but yeah i'm i'm very excited uh for paradigm this week so and we sponsored that match so i'm definitely looking forward to it that should be fantastic that could be one of the rare rare few that go past the five minute mark with those two guys too yeah uh i i really love that idea of terminal combat like and my whole thing was like make it the the normal rules instead of uwfi all the time just go terminal combat because that added if you can't do it in five minutes you might as well go hardcore with it yeah so i mean that, that'd be cool but uh we'll see how they how they play that out so I, everybody likes the uwfi rules right now so you know i don't see you know to get rid of that i think they could keep that as well so uh and then uh this weekend we have three shows all on sunday so April 25th, we have at 3 p.m. Central, which is 4 p.m. Eastern, First Wrestling. Then at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have First Wrestling again with a second show. And at the same time at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have Camp Leapfrog, Matt Mikowski's Frog Sport, which is their take on Blood Sport, which is hilarious. Yeah. And I'm super excited for that. Uh, so yeah, lots of wrestling on Sunday, uh, nice relaxing Sunday. As of right now, nothing scheduled Friday or Saturday. So, uh, you know, lax weekend, uh, now next weekend, uh, not next weekend, but the weekend after, uh, we got Thursday and Friday, we got AIW coming up. Obviously I'll go over this again next week, but I'm just so excited about AIW being back that, you know, I got to talk about it. So. And then we got the Cooper Raid on Saturday next that weekend too. Yeah, like a so. lot of live wrestling. The fall, yeah, not the coming weekend, but the following weekend. Right, but yeah, uh, definitely uh, check out um, IWTV. Uh, they have their schedule up on there. That's literally where we're pulling this from. So you can check that out anytime. See what's going on. And also next Saturday, while while you're relaxing, because there's nothing airing next Saturday. 
check out the podcast I'm doing with the one and only Cabana Man Dan. Uh, he will be uh, we'll be recording that this week, and that will air uh, for everybody wherever you get your podcast from next Saturday. It should be available, so check that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're able to step in on that. I know we were planning on me doing that interview. My schedule's just not lining up to where I have the free time to even get in touch with some of these people right now. Yeah, with baseball season coming up and, and, and happening and all that kind of stuff, it, uh, he got back to us again and was like, hey, I'm just checking in. And I'm like, you know what? He, he's, he's checked in with us twice about doing this. I better just jump on it and do it. Yep. Because uh, I don't want to make him angry. Have you seen what he looks like now? He looks like the Winter Soldier. I don't need him showing up here and... and Smacking me with flip flops, and even though he doesn't do that anymore, but still, that would still fucking hurt. I, even the stuff he's doing without the fucking flip flop, dude. Like we'll talk about it in a little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to be part of the coffin. Right. Exactly. I don't be on the receiving end of it. Exactly. All right. So uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we will go right into our review. What's up, everybody? This is Justin Summers from the Wrestling Cheers podcast. And on Wrestling Cheers, we'd like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene, mainly absolute intense wrestling out of Cleveland, Ohio. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. These interviews can range from wrestlers to podcasters and even interviews with fellow fans, finding out how we became fans and what we like about AIW. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wrestling Cheers. And you can also find us wherever you download your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Pandora. And we're at Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And once again, that's Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And thank you for stopping by. Figured I'd throw in a, an additional plug there for him since, you know, uh, we just talked about him. So. Yeah, I mean, not like he's not paying for the time or anything anyway, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so <laughs> I don't know how to transition for that one. I'm not, I mean, I'm nice enough just to play people's commercials on here because I want to help our friends in the podcasting world. You, I, you don't have to pull, hold our bits. He's not paying for the spot. We're, we're trying we're trying to be funny You're about just it, busting but. his balls. That's what it is. Like. Tell me you should buy one of our t-shirts and, and all that stuff. You haven't even bought one yet, huh? I have not. I haven't bought one of his yet either. I need to get on that ball with both of them. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go hardcore on him. Not buying one of ours yet. Okay. Well, he, I, it took me a long time to buy one of his. So like I give him, he gets a year before I start giving him shit about it. So, cause I think it was about a year from when I started being on that show to the time I finally did buy a shirt. So <laughs> and now it's your Twitter profile pick. Yeah, you know, because I, I didn't have ours at the time. Now I got ours, so I gotta take some cool pictures eventually, and uh, so I can have my our logo out there on stuff. So, all right, let's get into our review. The weekly review. All right, go so this week. Well, last week we reviewed Family Reunion Block A. This week, Family Reunion Block B. April 8, 2021, from the 81 Bay Brewing Company in Tampa, Florida. And kicking it off with a four-way tag team matchup. Ashton Starr and Jared Evans against Erica Lee and the Boar. Against Elo Neal and Jordan Blake. And MV Young and Aki Mack at the fourth team. Yeah, this match was an uh, interesting way to start off. You got uh, a bunch of people in there. Instead of doing a scramble, you got a four-way tag, uh, which is cool. A little bit different. Um, 
But some of these teams were really interesting, like AC Mack and MV Young. Like, I don't see them being a team all the time. So it was really interesting to see them as a team. And realistically, O'Neill and Blade, the kings of the district, that's really about their only full-time team out of the group here. Lee and Boar team on occasion, but it's not like they were traveling as a tag team. Anymore. Right. Yeah, the kings of the district is a team that's really up and coming. Uh, I've been hearing more and more and more about them this year, and I really enjoy their work. So, And, and this is a fun opener here. Mm-hmm. I, what shocked me was usually you get the uh, four-way tag team matches, people pair off. Didn't really get that here. Erica Lee was in the match most of the way, probably about the first five or six minutes, and didn't get to tag out. Right. Everybody else kind of coming in and attacking her. And then once she did finally get out of there, she tagged her partner. She tagged the Boren. Now, realistically, that's smart strategy in a match like this. First fall win, you need to be in there or you can't win the match. Right. Look, actually, not bad strategy. Commentary didn't pick up on that aspect of it that I caught. Yeah, I I wasn't 100% paying a commentary on, uh, on this team now I, I on this show, but I do want to shout out like everybody that did commentary on both shows. They did a great job. Like They mixed uh, in and out. Uh, I know Sam Laterna did commentary. We had Righteous Jesse in there. We, we had our, all our usual suspects, and I really enjoyed commentary for the most part. Nothing really stood out that was like really you know a, a pain to listen to or anything like that. So like props to everybody and all the fun different random pairings we got throughout with commentary i always love when you get those like uh commentary pairs that like they're from two different areas and like struggles and and somebody else that you know you don't usually get a get to pair together and you get them together it's really cool so i, I think ali cat was actually on commentary for this match if i'm remembering correctly yeah i think she was yeah and she's always fun too yeah. so yeah so a lot of fun it does start breaking down near the end comes down to star and ac mac star hits a split-legged moonfall envy unmakes the cave Young hit can finish your kill the rich, which is a spear into a shining wizard. And Mac actually hit Young to knock him out of the way. So he can steal the pin and, and get the win. Ten minutes. And I've got 10.32. Cage match at 10.27. Come about 10.30. We'll split the difference there. All right. Good stuff. I enjoyed this. Fun, fun way to kick the show off. Yeah, a little, little, uh, I won't say it's a little slow because, you know, you don't get like 60 dives right away, but... Uh, you know, as much as I bitch about dives, it's it's so weird when we don't get them at the beginning of a show now to get everybody hyped. It's so bizarre. <laughs> well, especially like we talked about last week, like the the only dive I really caught was all the big guys diving. Like all the guys you expect to dive really weren't diving. On yeah, show. yeah, it's real weird. Uh, but you know what? The the change is is nice. I'll I'll accept the change. So yeah, let let it more, especially when everybody does it. So. Right. Exactly. All right, from there, we go to the New Texas Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship match. Mysterious Q defending against Ryan Davidson. Your referee for this match was Shiny Shoe. Hey, uh, do you like the um, New Texas Pro title? I didn't get a good look at the belt. It very much looks very similar to the NXT United Kingdom title. Okay. But obviously with like more Texas-based stuff in it, but the design is very similar. Uh, I noticed it and I was like, oh man, it kind of looks like the WWE title, but then I really started paying attention to it and I was like, oh, it looks, it's got a bunch of different stuff in it. It shares a like plate design with the WWE titles, but it, it's got its own thing going on, like the NXT UK title. It, it looks so cool. Uh, really cool title. Um, Mysterious Q really impressed me. I want to see more of this guy. Like, I can't believe he's not everywhere. So I'm hoping with this showing that we'll see more of him. Yeah, absolutely. We got some really good technical wrestling early on in the going. Uh, at the pace, got quicker. That went. That was the mysterious cue advantage. So Davidson, when he did finally get the advantage, started yeah, started slowing things down. 
Uh, they actually exchanged strikes into the double down, which you don't see that often. But I thought it was a neat little touch. Mm-hmm. They beat the shit out of each other. They both fell down. It was great. Lots of near falls near the end. Uh, I'm going to give Shiny Shoe some credit here. It's something a lot of people won't notice. If you pay really pay attention to referee, how referees count, especially in bigger promotions, when they're trying to stop that third count, they'll wipe the hand down to avoid the mat. Mm-hmm. Shiny Shoe just stopped where he, where, he, where he stopped counting it. He doesn't do the wipe. Mm-hmm. I, I think that worked a lot better because, one... If somebody forgets to kick out, you're not. It's not blatantly obvious you're trying to wipe that down. Right. They don't. It's not blatantly as blatant obvious that they screwed it up. And two, you're really getting a better view in my mind of how close that pinfall is. Right. So I, I want to definitely give Shiny Shoe credit for credit for that. Yeah, I know he got a lot of hate from from some of the of the discords I was in from certain referees. They did not like him throughout the weekend. <laughs> they didn't care for his. His style, I don't know. I I didn't notice anything. Like it doesn't really bother me. I don't pay if the referee doesn't make it overtly obvious. Like I don't pay attention to the referees. So like, if, which, which can never, which can never cancel him doing a good job. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm a referee. So I'm watching for stuff. Right. Well, these referees were watching and they were not very happy with him. So I don't know. Material Q with the spearing board cutter in ten twenty three to get the pin. Good stuff here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. That first time I've seen Mysterious Q, I really like that guy. I definitely want to see more of him. Yeah. And then uh, next we have an unscheduled match. Yep. So Eric Royal comes out, issues an open challenge for the Action Championship, and Marcus Mather can Yeah, Marcus Mather's uh, who I've most recently seen from like uh, H2O. Yeah. So this, this was a short little match. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Mather started out hot, which I think caught everybody by surprise. Mm hmm. I like that, though. I like when the underdog comes out and starts off hot and then, you know, gets caught and the inevitable happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that can exactly it. That can exactly it. I, and I think that's a, especially in an open challenge, that's like a really a good strategy anyway. Like, if I catch him by surprise early, if he doesn't really know that I'm the one out, he really doesn't know what I can do. He doesn't expect to beat me anyway. If I can catch him by surprise, get that quick pin, I can get the hell out of here. Right. And once he got caught, that would get. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was a nice short little match, a nice little uh, quick break in there. So, 525, I believe, at the time of that one. Yep. Up next, the big Starks brand match. Yep. Alex Kane against Brian Keith. This was some good shit. This was fucking awesome. This, this You could tell why both these guys are big Starks brand members. Uh, yeah, you had, a, you had some good grappling early. Yeah, amateur style takedown and things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, Keith working on Kane's leg to try to keep him from gooplucking him. Really good strategy involved with it. Uh, of course, that doesn't end up mattering at the end. No. Kane can't be able to get the pin on him. But. Yeah, he hits that mark of Kane. That was it, man. Uh, dude, I popped big for that. Like him being able to hit him with it. And that match was really good. I like to see them run that back again. That was that was a lot of fun. Absolutely. And do it on a weekend where you're not on such a time crunch where they can get an extra five minutes out of it, too. I mean, I thought the time was perfect. Like, eight minutes? Dude, it didn't even feel like that. It felt like the way it flowed, I thought it was perfect timing. Like, they could do more, maybe, but I don't think it needed it. I think that was perfect amount of time, man. It really felt like it flowed just just right. Yeah, I woke up for the most part all weekend. The show seemed to flow really well. I think partly because they were on that time crunch. Right. Well, I mean, they were, but they weren't because like everything was on IWTV. They didn't have to worry as much like they did uh, for like fight where fight has those specified times. IWTV was, you know, when they put it up, they put it up because like obviously like the first, you know, block A started 15 minutes late. So, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, though, you're, you, 
Well, what kind of big a deal here if they had the break before IPW started? If they were taking the rope down for the chains and all that. Well, that plus they also had the uh, the two shows that were just airing that weren't uh, actually live. So yeah. Okay, from there, we had another one I thought I, was really fun. Gary J against Billy Stark. Yeah, this was uh, brought to you by St. Louis Anarchy, and uh, Billy Starks wanted to represent Anarchy and, and go up against Gary J. And, yeah, yeah, Gary <laughs> J immediately is targeting Billy Stark's arm, and she's doing such a good job in calling the arm that I thought was legitimately broken at times. <laughs> like she did really good calling the arm. Yeah, her selling's really good. I've always heard that, and it's absolutely true. Her selling is... She's great for, for making you, you know, believe that she's in the apparel and everything else. So the one go couch to the floor. Gary J actually only does one dive instead of the three he normally <laughs> does in a row. And yeah, it, but the, that dive like bent broke a chair and like yeah. bent Billy over backwards and uh, she got him back though. She <laughs> she hit a Death Valley driver on him that just smacked the concrete. It was sick. Yeah. <laughs> they were definitely um not pulling punches at this point. Like they just, they, they went, they gave it to each other back and forth. It was, yeah. And Gary J entered getting the pin in nine fifty five. Just, just a hard forearm. Yeah. I mean, that's eventually all it really took. I mean, but yeah, that was a, that, that was everything that kind of was built to be. So now from there we get the new South heavyweight championship. Derek Neal defending against the former champion Cabana man, Dan. I've got it before. Apparently I'm in the minority, but I love the fucking belt. Oh, uh, yeah, I love that it's huge. It, like I said, it dwarfs the WCW title. I think it's awesome. I've never heard anybody say they didn't like it. So whoever you're, wherever you're hanging out and people are saying that shit, send them to me because we could, we could fix this real quick. Because yeah. I'm starting to hear more and more about it. I can't believe they've got that big belt. I, I, don't believe, I can't believe they're using that. Like, that belt's great. Why? Who else has a giant belt like that? Fucking nobody. So why not have the biggest fucking belt? And the best part about Commander Man Dad having that belt as long as he did, like, it's the biggest he had. Yeah, it like was he great. Wear, he couldn't wear the damn thing too big. That was great. And plus, the other thing was like it was really funny when they would do like the the Thor gimmick with it, where it was like <laughs> the Thor's hammer, where like because you're the champion, you can lift it. If you if you weren't the champion, you couldn't lift it. That was great stuff. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, Derek Neal, who's who's been around for a really long time, is really making a mark uh, this year. I mean, he's he's been on a tear, legitimately. Like, holy shit! Like, I had maybe seen one or two of this guy's matches. Then I started hearing like everybody saying, "All oh, this guy needs to be in NWA. This guy needs to be in NWA." And I'm like, "What's going on with this?" And then all of a sudden, I see a match with him and uh, Effie tore it down at Southern Underground Pro. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing he's gonna, you know, he's the champion New South, which I. Uh, honestly i there's so much wrestling i haven't had time to really pay super close attention to so all of a sudden he's the champ there that i noticed and then here he is having this match with cabana mandan and holy shit was this good and i mean wow and and you know, we talked about earlier about i don't want to be on giving enough cabana mandan coffin these guys if we talk about not pulling punches again either one of these guys pull punches yeah this was this was a war an all-out war for that belt in a couple of attempts got the like pineapple from Cabana Mandan, none of them ended up working. Neil eventually gets the win with his brain buster. He calls the dude buster, 1034. Vicious looking fucking brain buster. Yeah. Good shit. All right, and from there we go to what may have been my favorite match of the entire of the entire family reunion block, both, both shows combined. We got for the Limitless World title and the P4 title, it's the champion Daniel Garcia defending against Kevin Koo. I, I mentioned it briefly with the IWA last week. We can mention it here. 
if you don't run Choke outside your area, don't call it a world title. At least that's that's your go-to on it, but... Uh, the Lemon Lick World Title, this is the first show that I... I actually looked it up. It's the first show outside of the New England area. Oh. So, it's their it's their heavyweight title. My, you can call it a world title. I don't care. It doesn't bother me any. It doesn't necessarily bother me when an individual promotion does it. It does bother me when guy... Um, Daniel Garkey is not going to fall in this category, obviously, but when guys who have never left the area go, I'm an 84-time world champion. <laughs> no, you're not. You're an 84-time local champion. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, Dale Garcia is obviously not going to fall in that category because I have a feeling he's going to hit it big within the next year or two anyway. But. Right. Yeah, this match just, dude, every time, like, you know, you forget how good, like, Kevin Koo is just as a singles. Like, him and Dom together are fucking awesome. But Koo, by himself, is just as awesome. Like, and just like Dom is. Like, they're, they're, they're two great individual wrestlers together in a team so like ku and garcia just whooped the shit out of each other this was great yeah this is a great combination of amateur style wrestling commission wrestling diff strike just about anything you can have in a pro wrestling match these guys were doing to each other yeah yeah it was everything it was great i loved it and this was a lot of people's match of the weekend um it wasn't mine mine was the tag match from have fun be sad However, a lot, a lot of people, this was their match of the weekend. So I won't call it match of the weekend. I have not seen that show yet. And I that's still on my list of, of things to watch. But good I, thing we'll be watching that next month sometime. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the, the family reunion both shows that was definitely my favorite of the family reunion, the family reunion show here. Uh, the, the only nitpick I have on it and it's a minor thing, but it's just that a referee above me. They had a Lamahi straw crate at one point where they both landed in the rope and the referee started counting anyway. Mm-hmm. That just as a referee that bugged me a little bit, but that minor nitpick, like that was the only thing I can pinpoint as a negative in this match. This was fucking great. And that was just as a referee, yeah, not as a fan. Like a, yeah, as like a fan, I might not even pay any, any attention to it. Right on. This would have been Kevin Stark in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> no, nah, I won't go that far. I'm joking. This was really fucking good though. It was Garcia finally getting a commission with a sharpshooter variation, 17 minutes and 40 Dude, his seconds. sharpshooter variation is fucking gross. Yeah. He fucking leans back and shit. Oh, it's gross. It, it, it's almost like he tried to combine the sharpshooter and the old school lion tamer. It yeah. Kick. Yeah, it's, ugh, it's rough. And then we have our main event. Eight-man Atomico's match. And it's a very good professional wrestler, Daniel Maccabi, Trey Lamar, and Wheeler Yuta. Weird okay. team. Very weird <laughs> team, but I love it. Against a team that's not quite that weird, but still a little weird. Dan Champion, Lucky 13, Eric Cannon, and Jigsaw. Yeah, that team is just as fucking weird. This is like two like really bizarre teams. But you know what? That's what I liked about Showcase of the Independence this year was there was a lot of guys that you would not normally see on these shows. Like Usually, it's like star-studded. Like Every show is like a a fucking mega indie match and all this kind of stuff. You didn't... There were... There, they didn't need to do that this year. Like they were able to really showcase a lot of up and coming talent. And I think that uh showcase did a really great job of that. And there was a ton of names that maybe I'd heard of, but I'd never seen wrestle that I got to see on this. And I was really impressed with, and I want to see more now. So, I mean, they, they did its job. Like, I think they did a really great job not making it just like all these outrageous indie matches. They were really on point with everything. That was the one advantage with knowing that there weren't going to be as many people traveling down to the show this, this year. You didn't really, you wanted to sell tickets, but you didn't have to sell 4,000 tickets to have a good, to have a good turnout. Right. 
that that gave you gave you some leeway to try some different things without having to blow your big matches and that kind of thing. Yeah, because I mean, I know attendance was rough for everybody for all the shows. The night the night shows seem to be the most uh, crowd heavy, but like the day shows seem to be really sparse. I mean, it's we're still we're still ongoing with the pandemic. It's not quite there. Maybe next year it'll be a little bit more. It seems like all concerts are being pushed to 2022. I I guess that's more likely when we'll see things go a little bit more back to normal. I know we're all kind of hoping for like summer this year, and I think we'll see. It, we're going to ease back into it to to some extent, but I don't think we'll see the the massive crowds uh, until 2022. So. But even even with the massive crowds, maybe do like one massive match like that, and then do the rest of it. Just do you know bring a lot of the guys down uh, that you know aren't normal household names and give them a shot to show out on the weekend. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, we get ten to one. If I end up making the trip next year, I'm gonna you know whether whether the fight TV stuff with the collective and compound the better lineup for the IWTV stuff have the better lineup. I'm probably gonna stay in that one building. For, for everything, I'm not going to be going back and forth between buildings to show, for the most part. Yeah, so if you can hook me with one or two matches that I absolutely have to be, I'm going to be there for the other three shows that day or whatever. Yeah, probably. I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I put it out into the universe on Twitter that I wanted to be there in some type of official capacity. Um, so if we got a chance to do that and go down and just do interviews or do something down there, I don't know what. Uh, I haven't really got that far, but uh i'd like to do something down there so um hopefully that that's in the future I'm, I'm saving some vacation days for it so from the regular job so and i'll bring my gear hopefully i can get on a couple of these shows yeah okay let's talk about the match though but it's lucha rule yeah we just went on this long tirade let's circle back around and finish <laughs> out the match okay so here's my one issue with lucha rule like really you didn't get the match for like the first four minutes uh-huh why did not he just draw the ring like a Kanuki goes down? Fuck this, I'm getting out of here. We can't have to tag out. Can just this is out. true. And like they mentioned it late, later on. Well, it, later on, a strategy. Well, you have to roll out. You don't have to tag out. I'm like, really? You just got a guy kicked the first four minutes of the match. Now you bring the cup. Like, oh, I don't know, man. Yeah. It took about 10 minutes to actually get all eight guys in. Well, they weren't, it wasn't the usual pair off, pair off, pair off. It's a nice change. I'm not complaining about that at all. Mm-hmm. Once we get into that 10 minute mark, once everybody can. All hell break loop and everybody can an out. They teak a kickweight gooplek and then nobody dug it. <laughs> Which I'm fine with. Like, we don't need the, the Tower of Doom spot every time. We don't need the six way suplex yeah. either. So. And then Dan Champion all of a sudden ordered beer for his team and, they're, and they all got. Well, we think Lucky 13 actually didn't drink part of his beer, but. Yeah, I think he like held it up with the cheers but didn't actually drink it. So. Which is fine. Yeah, I mean that's you know his his personal choice. So one, we don't know if he actually drink or not. Two, why are you going to get shit faked during the match like that? <laughs> putting yourself and your opponent at at risk. Eh, it's a beer. It ain't going to get shit faced off one beer. But if you so, if, if you don't drink at all, one beer can. Yeah, but there's literally like three minutes left. You mean to tell me you're going to sip a beer and be drunk in three minutes? No, come on, dude. It takes a little bit longer than that. I'm trying to justify the fuck. Okay? <laughs> Well, you can justify that they were all out there not paying attention, and Trey Lamar dove over the top rope and took them all out. So and nobody tried to catch him. Good thing he landed on his feet. <laughs> I, I, I actually don't mind the not trying to catch, at least not making it obvious like what you're doing. Obviously, be safe, but yeah, well. it didn't look like they were waiting just to catch him, which was the which was the point I'm making. Right, right. Okay. So uh, everything breaks down from there. Uh, 
Weaver Yuta go up to the top rope. He has not been tagged in yet. He's still got a partner in the ring. A very good professional wrestler. Blind tag himself in anyway. Weaver Yuta hit good move off the top. Rolls out of the way, out of the ring. Very good professional wrestler. Gets the Oklahoma roll for the pin. And Weaver Yuta is pissed that he's not the one who got the pin. You literally rolled out of the ring. You weren't legal. You have no right to bitch. I, I don't know. I, I didn't. It was all too fast for me. I didn't catch it. <laughs> It was just over, and he was angry, and I was like, okay, I guess that's the story we're going to tell. All right. Yeah, the story to tell him that he was pissed off that a very good professional wrestler stole the pin, but, like, you literally rolled out of the ring. Like, like even if you weren't aware you were tagged, once you rolled out of the ring, it didn't matter anymore. No. But, again, minor nitpick. I, I don't know if I would have made that the main event. I would have gone, I, I would have switched the last two matching around if I were cutting the show up. But, but yeah, Who knows who had the scheduling conflict or whatever, so. But at the same time, we opened... Family reunion and close family reunion the same way. Eight man, eight per Lucha rule. I think it was a six man in the opening of the, the first. It might have been a six man in yeah. the first one, but we opened with Lucha rule. Open with the Lucha rule. Yeah, the, uh, the yeah, rule yeah, match. yeah. So in that aspect of it, I'm not again not a not a major nitpick. Just right. personal preference more than anything else. Like I kind of like the fact that we had the game title match open and close. Right. Yeah, it was, it was a good uh, bookend for for each one. So so obviously, uh, I'm pretty sure we're both going to go thumbs up on this. Absolutely. So. That's uh, no surprise. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if we need to come up with a new fun, like, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down policy, like some fun name with it instead of it being just thumbs up, thumbs down. So if you're a listener, let us know if you got a, a fun, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down analogy instead of just, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. It's something different. And then we can make a sound out of it and everything. It'll be great. Yep. Put that out on our Twitter. All right, uh, let's take this home. We've been talking long enough. Uh, you got any plugs? Follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Facebook and Instagram at Jayhawk1539, and you can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. I actually started uh, streaming MLB Road to the Show 21 this week. I got the first three episodes up on my YouTube page at well, if you've missed those, go check those out. I'll probably be doing a lot more of that and getting away from the wrestling game for at least a little bit here. Until I get pissed off with how baseball go on and, and pivot. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And don't forget about our merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Also check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, the Spotlight Series, It's Evolution Baby, and If You Catch My Grift. And our other non-podcasting friends, pwponderings.com, Big Starks Brand, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Set Tab Photo, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Kayfabe Collectibles, Action Wrestling, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, and Southern Underground Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Wear your mask. Black Lives Matter. Talk to you next week, everyone.